श्री श्री गौरत नंद की जाय श्री श्री दाजी गोपाल की जाय श्री श्री गोराध माधव की जाय श्री भक्ति विनोद परिवार की जाय गौर भक्तवृंद की जाय गौर प्रेम नंदे हरि बो गुड इवनिंग सो एनी क्वेश्चन सुनाए Yes. I was wondering if you could describe what a gatu sukriti is in its relationship to bhakti shakti and how it allows us to kind of choose to uh, be under the flow of bhakti shakti and not clear between the relationship. Well, there's different types of sukriti. Sukriti means kind of a meritorious activity, an act, an act of merit, hmm? basically, and. There is a reference in the oh, I want to say um, the Purana, which one, um, to the idea of merit derives from bhakti. That Bhakti Vinod Thakur has um, has cited in his discussions on bhakti sukriti. Bhakti Unmukhi Sukriti, and verse I believe is also cited by Rupa Goswami or Dhiru Goswami in his tika on Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu with regard to the types of persons who are said to be of a pious enough nature that they res- that uh, they tend to naturally resort to. Bhakti, if the opportunity presents itself, which is um, not exactly what's meant by bhakti sukriti, but um, I believe anyway that's where Bhakti Vinod Thakur draws the verse from. I forget the prana, but at any rate, the point of um, Bhakti Vinod Thakur is that just as people, uh, there are forces in the world. We said there's the force of of Well, material nature and the influence of karma. This is in a general sense. There's also the force within karma that is scripturally guided. So then you have karma or activities that are scripturally guided, albeit even if they are for fruitive um, pursuit. Hmm? We call that the karma marg, hmm? the path of karma, the path of dharma. Hmm? And then, as we Look within that; there are divisions because there is also the path of karma without desiring for the fruits. Niskam karma. This is the division between. First, we have the division between just ordinary movement in the world, in pursuit of material acquisition. Then we have the organized movement in pursuit of spiritual organ uh, acquisition under the guidance of the of revelation. And then we have the the the, the movement. According to one's psychophysiological makeup and propensities, without the desire for the fruits of the activities, and these are and and the and the the movement, I want to say, in accordance with revelation, which corresponds with different psychophysiological makeups of different types of people, ordained duties, eternal ones, or, or which means not eternal, but daily must be done and occasional. Hmm? Nitya, nimitta. Uh, so, 
we do that with or without the desire. When you make the cross between without doing without desire for the fruits, you move from a religious orientation to a spiritual orientation. We've moved from a non-religious orientation to a spiritual orient to a religious orientation in pursuit of material acquisition to a spiritual orientation where I'm performing uh, prescribed duties that correspond with my psychophysiological makeup without a desire for the fruits. So I'm seeking some 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 equibalance in life. Because if I chase after the fruits, then my life goes up when I get them and it goes down when I don't and I'm riding this roller coaster of ups and downs and yoga is characterized by uh, by peacefulness and equilibrium, equanimity, and so forth. So this is just the basic difference between spiritual life and 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 material life and even even religious life. Hmm. And so in the world there are the forces of there's there's no we don't want to say this there's the the force of material energy. There's a kind of a a restrained force of material energy as we come under the influence of karma. In a, as a marg, as a path, ordained activities in a sacred text. So material nature lets up to some extent. And you can attain then a sattvic condition, for example, go to heaven, at least for some time, for a long time. So this, the inclination to do so in the faith, the requisite faith to do so, it comes from coming in touch with people who have that kind of faith and are on that path. And so we get sukriti in relation to the karma marg, or nishkam karma, or then gyan marg. When the heart is cleansed, then then the force of, of sattva, knowledge, will take its seat in the heart. Then I'll be, tend to be less active, more contemplative, and so forth. So wisdom can come and will come only into a pure heart. So we can get Sukriti for Karma Marg, we can get Sukriti for Gan Marg by meeting sadhus under those influences, each of which are influences coming from revelation. Of course, we are not interested in the Karma Marg, we're not interested in the Gan Marg, but we respect both these Margs in that they are um, given in the sacred texts, and it is said to be an offense to Nam, to the Holy Name, to, to, what is it, to consider, um, to blaspheme the Vedas, to vilify the Veda. So it's considered that to vilify karma and jnana, which are ordained in the scriptures, uh, that will uh, uh, incur offense to Nam. Rupa Goswami was accused of this in his, in, in his, um, Treatise, Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, in the writing of it by someone. Sometimes it's who it is exactly, we're not sure, but it's some people that uh, identify the, uh, the, the, the person who found fault in him to be Balaba, hmm. Balaba Charity, whether that's accurate or not, it's hard to say. But at any rate, he found verse, fault in the verse of Rupa Goswami where he appears, or at least it was thought by his accuser to have considered karma and gyan witches, which haunt 
the heart, hmm? the house of the heart, and in a haunted house, then bhakti's not going to come. <laughs> Something like that. But it said that Jiva Goswami pointed out, no, it is, it is, the, it is, the, it is the desire for karma in Gyan hmm? that he is uh, critiquing. Hmm? But the past themselves have their place for those who only have eligibility for that. Hmm? Now, if people have only eligibility for karma mark, the Gita advises, don't try to tell them about Gyan mark. Hmm? That will disturb their minds. The same prohibition is not there for bhakti. Hmm? You can tell people about bhakti. You can tell, uh, and you can tell them that the shortcomings of Gyan also. That's hmm? not to vilify karma and Gyan. Neither was Narad recommending to Vyas that you, when he said you've wasted your time hmm. after writing all the all the all the, all the scriptures, you've, you've you simply wasted you've done a disservice to humanity hmm. yeah. with very, very strong language. Hmm. Jagupsitam, he very very strong language. He criticized his disciple. There's a place for that. Hmm. So, <laughs> so, but he was not uh, blaspheming the Veda. Karma and Gyan, we saying, you have done a disservice to humanity because you have not, you know, in no uncertain terms, emphasized bhakti. Hmm? And so without that, karma and Gyan, for, for that matter, have no efficacy. Hmm? That's why within the karma marg, hmm, Varnashram, for example, there is some place for worshipping Vishnu. Hmm? There's a little bhakti there. Without that, he said, it will not be efficacious, the whole system. Hmm? The bhakti is obviously very little. It's not uh, uttam bhakti. Hmm? I've given an example. It's kind of the bhakti of the shopkeepers of Vrindavan, who when they learned that Prabhupada's disciples had a lot of money, would put pictures of Prabhupada in their shops. And then we would think, oh, here's it. He likes Prabhupada. We'll go there. So they liked Prabhupada because... <laughs> They would put up his picture and worship him because they knew people would come and buy things from them. Hmm? I have to say, though, and I've used that example a few times to to illustrate the measure, the extent to which bhakti is present in Varnashram. Hmm? Very, very little. Enough to make the system efficacious is the point. But I have to say, as an aside, I've used that example a few times. Those shopkeepers, they did have... a some, they did develop some affection for Prabhupada. I mean, he just, he did really help their lives <laughs> considerably. And they, they came to know he was a real sadhu. Hmm? And they came to know that uh, at a certain point that, that these Western people, to our surprise, uh, they actually are real devotees hmm, of Krishna, which was questionable in the, in the minds of many people in India and even, even Gaudiya people. Hmm? Who thought that if you if you got touched by the shadow of one of them, you had better bathe in the Ganges or the Jamuna? Hmm. So, Prabhupada was able to touch their hearts, and it was very touching when, in the end, he was taken in on a palanquin, and after passing from the world throughout the streets of Vrindavan, and people coming out to the altars, the grandfathers, the, the sons, the grandsons who are now sitting in those shops, the grandsons, all to honor him in his passing with Kirtan. He took him through all the streets of Vrindavan. So, but at any rate, the point being, to return to the main 
uh, thread, there's very little bhakti in Varnashram. How much? Enough to make the system efficacious, hmm. effective, that it will work. So an intelligent person obviously will think, well, if this one thing makes the whole thing work, what does it do? But at any rate, so similarly with, 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 uh, with Gyan, it is said what, that, um, what does it say in Bhagavad? It says that, you can't follow me that well yet. It's uh, Bhagavad speaks about Ganmarg and the efficacy of Ganmarg being inhibited by having by disrespect for bhakti. Hmm. What is the verse? Avishuddha buddhaya vimuktamanina. These terms are used. Avishuddha, his intelligence is, these are ganis, so they're very intelligent. Avishuddha buddhaya, his intelligence is, is not pure. Vimuktamanina. He thinks he's liberated. Hmm? He comes to the point of Brahmabhuta. No, no. Hmm. He comes to the point of Brahma, you know, Brahmabhuta from Bhagavad Gita. Brahmabhuta prasannatmana sojati nakanchati samasarveshu bhutishu bhutishu madbhaktim labate param. Without bhakti, Brahmabhuta can be attained. It's also explained by. She's Sanatan Prabhu in Prahit Bhagavatamrita, we think. And he says there, you think that's a big thing, that you can attain Brahmabhuta. Brahmabhuta means Atmaram, hmm? self-realization, not Brahman realization, but self-realization. This is high, high sattvic influence. You can discriminate between matter and spirit. I'm spirit, I'm not matter. Hmm? This is the stage in Gyanmarg we call Jivan Mukta. He's a Jivan Mukta. He's in this life, in this body. The Parabdha, karma, the manifest karma, is going on like a clock, like a, like a fan that's been unplugged. It's just going around. He's not reacting to it, just watching it go around. And when it's over, that's the end of the life. Because the life, the body, the psychology, and all this is just the, the Parabdha karma. Then he's thought to attain Videha Mukti. Hmm? Enter into Brahman, Brahma Sayuja, which is typically the uh, the desire of the, the jnani. There are some higher jnanis like Sukadev and so forth that come to, to, to Bhakti Rasa, but but this Brahma Bhuta position, hmm, this can be attained. Sanatana Goswami concedes without bhakti. You think, oh, it's a big thing you can get without bhakti, but then he, he goes on to explain well, how it's nothing. Hmm? It's not. A, it, it's 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 oh, it's it's such a small thing hmm, that you can get it without bhakti. We think, of course. Why would you use bhakti for that? Such an insignificant thing. This is his way of thinking. Later, well, his his uh, his his uh, dear most brother Rupa has said in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu that even the pleasure of Brahman, if you could multiply it a trillion fold, doesn't compare to a tiny atomic particle of the bliss of praying bhakti. So to speak of Atmaram, Atmananda, Brahmananda, Bhakti Ananda. We're measuring Ananda here. I mean, it's measurable, obviously, but still, they're trying to quantify it. Um, so, uh, 
if the verse of Bhagavatam I was searching for, Abhishuddha Buddha Vimuktamanina, so the word, two of the words that stick out for when they can't remember the whole verse. But they, if they, if they don't have regard for bhakti, aruya kuchena parama padam tatapatanti adho nadityushmerangaya. It says, Abhishuddha Buddha They're not. They think they're liberated, but they're not. They've come to the to, to Brahma Bhuta. That's when, now, this is an important point to note here as an aside, that in some places it is said that they, one can f- fall from Brahman, from liberation. Every time this is said in Chaitanya Charitamrita, and, uh, for example, and uh, other places, it is speaking about the Jivan Mukta, and those words are used. So the Jivan Mukta is not in Brahman. Hmm? If you're under Brahman, who is going to fall from where? You have to understand what is Brahman. Who's going to fall from where? Hmm? There's no, there's no. The individual jiva is there. There's no. He, he, he doesn't. There's no. There's no extinguishing of the jiva. But for all intents and purposes, his life, his capacity to function as a person, hmm? which is required for worshiping, for leela, and so forth. It, it's, it's never going to surface there because there's no environment there. It's near Vishesh. Without an environment, there can be no Vishesh, no differentiation, hmm? no individuality. He is an individual. Hmm? Therefore, it said, it is possible from within Brahman hmm? for a mukta, muktanam apisidhanam narayana parayana, nakkutasana bibhutisma. What is it? Muktanam apisidhanam narayana parayana. Amongst many, many muktas, muktanam visedhanam, there's many, amongst many perfected muktas, one may become a narayana parayana. Hmm? This means it's possible for a jnani having entered into Brahman hmm, to, to again become acquainted with this individuality hmm, as a monad if you will, as a jiva, hmm? and be blessed by Bhagawan with a form hmm? that enables him to engage in Lila Seva. Hmm? He can go from there up, but going down, who is to go down, what, and what would be the cause? Therefore, the statements that's, that, that speak about, sometimes the language is used a little loosely, Prabhupada didn't always sharpen his pencil, hmm? He was busy with managing and traveling all over the world and so forth and writing his books. So sometimes some of his statements are more, more general, but you have to look to the sources and so forth. And so, for example, these ideas come sometimes. It should be understood. One can fall from the position of Brahmabhuta, Jivan Mukta. Hmm? But from Brahman, there's no falling. But there is going up, but very rarely. Therefore, Muktanam Apisadhanam. Hmm? Very, very rare that may happen. Shankaracharya said, sometimes liberated souls also accept the form and engage in, in Lila Seva. This is the, these are the kind of verses of Shankar that the Godi as well find and pull out. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a, the Gyanis, they, the way the, the Shankarites, they try to interpret that statement, the present day of Shankarites, of Shankar, is that, oh, they, in the Jivan Mukta form, this is, would be typical of, for example, Madhusudan Saraswati, the great... Um, Practically a contemporary of Mahaprabhu, I believe, uh, Gyani, who was 
really, if you study his work, he's really dealing with the Bhakti Marg, uh, Bhakti Rasa, Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. He wrote Bhakti, his own Bhakti Rasayana, book Bhakti Rasayana, speaking about all the different Rasas and so forth, making Shantaras the highest, and so he's, he, he's a champion of 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 Gan and 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 Nirvishesh Brahmamayavad philosophy, hmm? dealing with the contemporary thought of the time. So you can see if you read his works, he's he's dealing with Chaitanya Vaishnavism. He never met Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He's cited by by Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur, cited by Sanatana Goswami at times. His Gita commentaries is full of he has more love for Krishna than some devotees. <laughs> but his, of course, his conception is that that of this kind of statement of Shankar is that in the body of the Jivan Mukta, while the Jivan Mukta is embodied, he will relish pastimes. Hmm? When the Prabhupada is finished, then that will end, and there's just near Vishesh Brahma. So, but that doesn't make any sense, that interpretation. Hmm? Because the verse of Shankar says, the statement of Shankar says, sometimes liberated persons will accept the body. He's already got a body. Can't refer to the Jivan Mukta body. Hmm? This is the argument of Sanatana Prabhu in, in, uh, in Brihad Bhagavatamrita. So, they, sometimes they can get a body hmm? by the blessing of Bhagavan. How will it happen? I told one devotee who was influenced by, by, by a Mayavadan. Hmm? And Influenced in what way? Influenced to identify with bhakti. He was advocating saguna bhakti. We, of course, advocate nirguna bhakti. Saguna nam. We advocate nirguna nam. It means that bhakti, an idea of bhakti as sattvaguna, the name as sattvaguna, the deity as sattvaguna, that if you take advantage of, then you enter into impersonal. Brahman and the name disappears, the form, the leaves disappear, and so forth. The two tiers of Shankar, which he made up. Hmm. Krishna says, describing Shankar's mentality, Vyas Branta. It's very strong language. He says, Vyasa's commentary on the sutras, if you want to know what it says, this is what it says Vyas is crazy. Vyas Branta. Vyas didn't know what he was talking about. Therefore, I'm going to tell you what he's talking about. And he inserts in the, in, in, in the Brahma, Sutra, Brahma Sutra commentary his own idea of two tiers of Brahman. Hmm? Saguna Brahman, Nirguna Brahman. Saguna Brahman refers to all the talk of the forms of Krishna and the pastimes and, and Archan Marg, Archan Vigha, the deity, and so on and so forth. It's completely fabricated. I've written about it in the 12th chapter of my where it comes up, the 12th chapter of the Gita in my commentary, showing where Shankar has inserted this. Hmm. So it's a very strong language of Krishna. <laughs> he says, what is, you want to understand the complex commentary of, 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 of Shankar on the, on the Brahma Sutras? Hmm? I'll tell it to you in a word. Here's what he said. This is what he wrote there. Vyas doesn't know what he's talking about. The implication of his, why should we listen to him? <laughs> why should we listen to, 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 to Shankar? This very strong language. Hmm. You can see Prabhupada had a very strong uh, tendency to critique Mayabhata because you, without getting that out of the way, you cannot be a bhakta.
Mm. I've said before, it's very curious how after the Mangal Charan of Chaitanya Charitamrita, which condenses so much of the of the philosophy and theology mm. before the narrative mm, of the Leela, after giving the, that in, in or fourteen verses. Krishna suddenly starts to talk about the, the Chaitanya Mahaprabhu passing through Banares and defeating Prakasananda Saraswati. Why is it coming there? It comes again later in the end of the Madhya where it comes in a chronological order and the story is told again. Why is he telling it twice? Hmm? There's slightly a context. He's talking about the power Krishna, Panchatatvatmakam Krishnam Bhaktarupasarupakam Bhaktavataram Bhaktakyam Nami Bhakta Shaktikam. In one sense, his treatise is a treatise on the Panchatatva conception. So he says, they plundered the storehouse of love of God, distributing it. And you, know, he, you could say, well, he gives an example here. But it's still, it's a little out of place. But it's not out of place in, the, in his entire condensed explanation of the philosophy and theology in his own explanation of his Mongol verses, he hasn't dealt with Mayavad at all. Hmm? What it, in other words, what it's not. Hmm? How it might be misrepresented, or, and so forth. So, he does it there. Hmm? Hmm. So, Prabhupada was very much, of course, his whole Gita commentary focuses really on two points. Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam. Krishna, the Supreme Personality of God. Krishna, the Supreme Personality of God. And Krishna, the Supreme Personality of God. <laughs> this is, he's saying it. Krishna is too, Bhagavan Swayam. Krishna is too, Bhagavan Swayam. And this is the Paribhashlok of, of Srimad Bhagavatam. The key password to understanding the Bhagavatam from the point of view of Siddhanta, hmm? Tattva. Hmm? That and Mahabad is, 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 is wrong. Hmm? He takes every opportunity, he creates opportunities to... Uh, he, 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 I think he, he, he more than Balade Bidjibhushan or Vishwana Chakritakra's Tika on the Gita, when he was writing his own, he was reading Shankar's. <laughs> and then, this is not, that's not like that. That's not like that. Because <laughs> <laughs> he knew you had to get this out of your head, out of your heart, to have, to have bhakti. There's no bhakti with, 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 with the Mayavad conception. So at any rate, there are jnanis. Talk about the karma mark. You can get sukriti for karma mark. Then gyan can come with, with gyan mark. If you meet them, you can get sukriti for that. So this one devotee, hmm, she had gotten some interest in bhakti in connection with a Mayavadin who advocated some type of bhakti, saguna bhakti. Now that is a better kind of advaitin. Hmm? Or, uh, I mean, we don't acknowledge... The, the, the conclusion of Shankar that, for example, there is no individual jiva. We acknowledge that the jiva can merge with Brahman in such a way that it can lose sense of its individuality, but its individuality is never changed. It's, it's, it's retained. So, that's what they can attain. Otherwise, it's a fantasy of Shankar that there is no individual jiva and the individuality is only the encapsulating of like air inside of a pot. When you break the pot, there's no individual space like that. This is his idea. So we don't accept that. But at any rate, if people in his group do bhakti, they can attain Brahma Sayuja. 
So even they have some regard for sattviki bhakti. Bhakti generously takes a form in Satpagun to give them their desired result, just like she takes a place inside Varnashram to make it efficacious. But if they go against bhakti, then aruya kachena parampadam tata, they can go all the way up to Brahmabhuta and they go down. Therefore, it said in the Gita, Brahmabhuta prasanatmana sojit in is describing Anjibhan Mukta. Oh, he's joyful. It knows no bounds. He's tasting Atmaram. Brahmabhuta prasanatmana sojit na kankshati. The negative side, description, indirect. No hankering, no lamentation. Brahmabhuta prasanatmana sojit na kankshati samasarveshu bhuteshu. He sees equally. Unbiased. Mud bhakti in labate param. He gets bhakti then he can attain me. Hmm? Me means also Brahman. Hmm? That's also a formless form of Krishna. Hmm? Without bhakti, the point is, he cannot. So, hmm? how can he, anyway, so how can, a, how can she, this devotee, goes inspired by this person, but what she got out of it was bhakti. Now her understanding of bhakti was not very clear. Hmm? And so, she became my disciple, but she had some appreciation for that sadhu. So I said, yeah, that's good, because because of your appreciation for that sadhu, the more you become a devotee, the more chance that Krishna will take that person out of Brahman, give him a form, and allow him to go to like that. <laughs> yeah. It comes by Krishna's mercy. And Krishna's mercy is most manifest in his devotees. They are the Kripushakti of Bhagavan. He defers to them. Krishna's unbiased, Hmm? He's equal to all, hmm? but he's he has he has he's partial to his devotees. Seems like a contradiction. Hmm? At Paramatma, he's equal to all. Hmm? The witness. Hmm? That's why we come from Paramatma. Hmm? That's why we're all equal. Hmm? You want to be different, or you want to be equal? <laughs> If we argue you're all equal, then you want to be different. If you say you're different, you'll want to be equal. So, yes. <laughs> but we come out equal. Hmm? We're individuals, like each atom is, is individual, hmm? different in that way, but they're made of, they're uniform. Hmm? We're all uniform because our source is he's, he's in, uh, unbiased. Hmm? But we have within us some potential to be different, either by by relating to the material environment, which creates a superficial difference, which is problematic, or by relating to accepting the opportunity of the spiritual environment, the form of bhakti, which makes a difference that beautifies, ornaments the unity. Then real real differences come, but they're not they don't get in the way, as I say, of unity, because they're all based they're all centered. Differences all centered in the same place. It's like many nodes makes a harmony. Hmm? One note, Om. Okay, there's no other notes. It's, I guess it's one. There's no conflict there. Hmm? No conflict is one thing. Peace is one thing. Hmm? No conflict. But love, hmm? peace means you put down the arms. Okay, is there anything to pick up? Hmm? 
and there's movement. Hmm? So this is the idea of love, bhakti. Hmm? So it's possible for the jnani to get liberated. It's possible to get sukriti relative to the question. For jnana. Hmm? So how do we get it? Well, it's for karma mark, for gyan mark, by coming in touch with people who have that kind of faith. They're bearers of that kind of faith. So faith is, is contagious. Now, of course, if for gyan mark, for karma mark or gyan mark, you need more than faith, but you need faith. Without faith in the path, how can you tread it? The beauty, in one sense, of the bhakti mark is you only need faith. You don't need anything else. You don't need any other, you don't need a pure heart. To take advantage of bhakti, and nothing can purify your heart better than bhakti. Hmm? So, how do we get the bhakti sukriti? Is the question. What and what is the nature of that agyata sukriti? Hmm? So, I mean, the devotees are the bearers of this. Hmm? Krishna's impartial, but he's partial to his devotees. So he said, "Well, yeah, but I mean, Krishna should be impartial to everybody." Hmm? God should be impartial to everybody, equal to everybody. Hmm? You say he's equal to his devotees, impartial, partial to his devotees, but they're already his devotees. Hmm? And they've taken advantage of the opportunity to be devotees, so naturally he's partial to them. That hmm? we say that, some of them think about that, so therefore he's really impartial. You understand? If he's, if he's impartial to everyone, and gives the opportunity to bhakti for everyone. Some people become devotees, and it becomes partial to them. You say, well, really, he's still impartial. But actually, no, he's really not. <laughs> he's actually partial <laughs> towards the devotees. Hmm? That's a fact. Hmm? And <laughs> his, that's Bhagwan. Paramatma's impartial. Bhagawan's partial. Hmm? And devotion is about partiality. Jnana is about impartiality. There's some of it built into bhakti, but bhakti is ultimately partial. I, well, like Ram, I like Krishna, I like Narayan, this is partiality. So Bhagwan, he's partial to his devotees. Therefore, devotion, bhakti, he, that is their right. He, he's, he, you are bhaktas, I follow bhakti. So if you have bhakti, hmm, I have to follow you. Hmm? That's his position. He's controlled by bhakti. Hmm? Krishna's partial to his devotees. means he's partial to, de- to, to bhakti. Hmm? Where we say? Vrindavan Ishwari. She's the queen of Vrindavan. She's ruling over Vrindavan. Hmm? Bhakti Devi. Hmm? So, the bhakti that manifests in the heart of devotees makes them compassionate. Hmm? And they give bhakti. They exercise some discrimination, perhaps. They avoid people who are offenders, who may even still be benefited slightly. But, but, but Krishna remains, well, okay, he's impartial, but he's partial to the devotees. They give bhakti, wherever they give bhakti, he has to go. And so in the higher sense, his impartiality that people may be concerned with is preserved in the context of his being partial to his devotees, who then, hmm, and that's their characteristic. The intermediate devotees who do the preaching, hmm, they are characterized by discrimination. Impartiality means no discrimination, right? in a sense. 
they're partial. So, I mean, excuse me, they're they're discriminate. They 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 they're characterized in Bhagavat as Ishvarita Dineshu, Valisachu, Nisheshu Cha. They have four basic kinds of discrimination. They avoid envious people. They befriend the uh, their peers. They give help, kindness to to the innocent, and they they cultivate love for Ishwar, love for Krishna. Hmm? So they're characterized by this. So the fact that they're partial, hmm, it's their nature. Hmm? That's their nature. It's not a fault of Bhagawan's that the devotees have some partiality in the context of giving out bhakti. Hmm? That's the nature of the intermediate devotee. So, and he gives him, he gives bhakti to them the right to distribute bhakti. He has nothing to say in the matter. Krishna has nothing to say in the matter. If the devotee gives bhakti, he has to go there. Hmm? So, <laughs> so they do so. Hmm? They distribute bhakti, and and in the context of doing so, there, uh, there's an example, or one that comes to mind. Mod Purimaraj used to cite a devotee, a monk. From the from the from the monastery, went out to beg door to door for the deity. Knocked on the door, and the man was having a big argument with his wife. Who's at the door? He opened the door. And there's the monk with his uttariya, like this, his upper cloth, opened up for begging for the deity. And so the guy was just so disturbed, angry, that he just he just took some ashes from the fire pit, put ashes and closed the door in his face. Hmm? So, not good. <laughs> so anyway, meanwhile, the, the monk, hmm, he could say, that guy's a big offender, just see, I'll never go there again. Hmm? But he thought, oh, Bhagavan is teaching me humility. Close the door in my face. I have opportunity to develop humility, dependence on him. I'm doing his work. I'm begging on his behalf. If people do not give, then hmm, I'll ask somebody else. So he didn't have any malice towards that that person, and he thought even how how his mind was troubled. That man, how could I help him? And so he went back to the temple. He took the ashes and used the ashes to polish the brass bell and the plate of the Lord, you can use ashes like this. He's creating sukriti, agyata sukriti. That man is not knowing about that, anything about that. But something the man gave, he took and turned ashes into bhakti. The power of the devotee. Now, you have to understand the temperament of the devotee. This can't be misused. You know, devotees think, if I fart in public and people smell it, they'll get sukriti. You know? <laughs> it doesn't work like that. <laughs> because I just ate prasadam. You know? <laughs> uh, and, I, and I'm so saintly. And I just see. And therefore, nobody has anything to say. There's nobody to listen to or anything. I'm out here just in Ishwar Bhav, you know. Then that person's not going to be able to create too much agyata sukriti. So the devotee can create the agyata sukriti. Hmm? 
That's an example. And it could happen also to, you know, to the non-humans and so forth, you know, who are blessed by taking prasadam, something like that. So without their knowing, they come in touch with the force of bhakti in the world. And it's like fire. You don't know that it will burn, but if you touch, it will get burned. So So this is how we say, sometimes people say, well, you can only, you know, love... Love is voluntary. You can't be forced to love. Hmm? But Krishna is a forceful lover, or his devotees are forceful lovers. Hmm? Even where he doesn't go, they go. Hmm? Even where Gore could not go, Nitai went. Hmm? And, that, and, and fulfilling, fulfilling an inner desire of Gore, that it would go everywhere, his dispensation. Hmm? Nitai could do it. Mahabhu could not do it because... Certain places a sannyasi could not go without being questioned. Why is he doing there? He's a sannyasi. Then hmm. his whole campaign would be ruined. He would be suspect. Nitai was was sent for that purpose. Hmm. So they 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 uh, they have the the power to, to create bhakti sukriti, but it, it's it's relative to how much of a, a devotee they are. Hmm. And so unknowingly, people come in touch with bhakti. And what? Yes, we say, hmm? you have to, love is voluntary, hmm? but Krishna, through the devotees, is a very aggressive lover. So, what can you do? He comes on, it's real, real strong. Hmm? And even without your knowing it, without your voluntary participation, hmm? effort is involved and grace is involved. There's no grace it doesn't matter how much effort. Hmm. You can do nothing to get bhakti. Hmm. There's nothing you can do to get bhakti. Bhakti is independent and gives herself where she so chooses. Hmm. And through the, the devotees in, whom's, in whose heart she takes up residence who naturally have compassion because of her presence there. Hmm. And they try to give it Everywhere and anywhere, obviously. Still they exercise some discrimination and avoid some people, but even in avoiding some people, they may create some security for them. It's possible. So the point is that that your effort must be there, your will, but but it's more like we're not doing bhakti, but bhakti is doing us. Bhakti is a tattva, so a shakti, the, surup, the essence of Krishna's surup shakti. There's a form of it called sadhana bhakti, where bhakti comes on the senses. So we have to be willing to, to we have a choice, to, to take advantage of the influence of bhakti coming in our life, or not to, kind of, not to. It's kind of hard you know, to choose not to, because she's pretty powerful. And so, you know, she keeps keeps bringing you back, so to speak. It's a powerful, powerful influence. You can make offenses and so forth, and that'll be problematic, obviously. But, um, but distractions may come, and we have, a, you know, at a certain point, we there's a choice, and this is sadhana bhakti. I'll engage my senses in relation to sense objects, for the enjoyment of my mental sense of self, hmm? 
or will I think that I want to be the friend of Krishna? Hmm? Yeah. And, and this is governing now every every move. What will be favorable for that? This help me for that. Well, that this is the whole sadhana moving around that. All right. I, will that help me? This will this be useful for the, this? Is, this is how to become a sadhaka. Hmm? Then the body, senses, and mind—they're all. Um, the will of the jiva taking advantage of the of the grace of bhakti. So it begins unknowingly. Hmm? You become psychologically predisposed towards bhakti. Enough agata sukriti, it will come to gata sukriti. It accumulates just like if you take a plant, tomato plant, and put the seed in the ground. Hmm? Then when it comes up above the ground, you go, oh, it's coming, it's coming, growing. But there was something going on underneath the ground. It was invisible. Hmm? The seed was germinating and roots were going down and so forth. That appearing above the ground, we call that shraddha. Oh, it's happening. He's a devotee. But something's happening before that. Hmm? Underground, unseen, unknown, even to the person who it's happening to. And suddenly in their life they find interest in bhakti. Hmm? From the previous life or for the first time in this life, which is... Also possible. Hmm? First time. Some might want to say first time Shraddha. Hmm? Probably not first time. First time coming to Shraddha and formally treading the path. Hmm? There are some like that. Some, of course, coming from other lifetimes, having done, having had Shraddha and treaded the path. But, but everybody coming from Agata Sukriti, Gata Sukriti, in the previous life, how it will accumulate. Gata Sukriti means with some knowing. I'm participating. Let's go to the temple, the chant tonight, and tomorrow we'll go, you know, to another place. And that's cool too. That's a good thing too. Something like that. So it hasn't risen to the point of faith, which then now the faith. How can you? I like it. It's nice, but it's not for me. It's good sometimes, but but to have faith, then to tread the path, that's required, and nothing else required. Faith in the efficacy of bhakti. And, well, we respect jnana and karma, you know, that's for people who don't have eligibility for bhakti, but, so there's a place for that, but we try to create eligibility for bhakti. These are the, these are the bhaktas, they are the lovers in the, in the world. So they move in this way, and, and then you have to understand what it means to be a devotee, how much you can, you can create a gata sakriti for people. It's, it's not just for everybody who dresses like this, and is actually kalichela, if you use bhakti even the language. Disciple of Kali Yuga, hmm. a hypocrite, yeah. or confused about tattva, doesn't know what bhakti is, thinks I'm I'm doing bhakti, bhakti doing us. We, our will is we have to cooperate. We have to just like yeah, so something like that. Hmm. The bhakti influence is there. The bhakti opportunity is there. And you have to make some effort to take advantage. After a while, of course, it becomes effortless because you've taken advantage. So. She takes over. But when she takes over, the more she takes over, the more we have actual free will. Material nature, we have free will, but material nature covers our free will. We become more and more like automatons the more we're under the influence of material nature, which is inert. We become more and more like inert, just like a machine. Descartes thought the whole natural world was just like a machine. The famous... French philosopher, hmm? thought the whole natural world 
including all the animals, were just like machines. He used to tack animals like dogs up on a on a board, nail them, and cut them up, and stuff like that, and 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 show people there's nothing in there, and and and, uh, and very crude. Um, the, the, the crying of a dog was just like the the moving of a wheel that needed oil. Hmm. That's all. Nothing. There's nothing going on there. Only humans. This this and this idea has been carried for a long time in Western philosophy. Now, more and more, it's coming out that the animals have some have feelings, have intelligence, and even some sense of self awareness. It's uh, it's not a it's not something that people want to talk about. They know that in the scientific community because they know so little about about consciousness, but it's becoming more apparent that well, animals have consciousness. That's not something new to new to, new to Eastern philosophy. The idea of the big insight of Descartes, which many people reject nowadays, of course, but um, still had a huge influence on Western philosophy, was already there in, in India centuries before, without bifurcating man from nature, hmm? and therefore without the pillaging of nature and so forth that, that Christianity brought to the, brought to the world. Hmm? The raping of nature and and so forth, taking the spirits out, putting them all in the church. That's all where they are. They're all in the one true religion, and they're nowhere else. And you know, all the pagan religion, which has had regard for nature, and spirits, and subtle truths, and so forth, try to do away with all this and all superstition. So well, now they've been, they've been done away with <laughs> by their own device, uh, uh, unwittingly. By employing modern science as the as the instrument that will prove the one God, now he's become the greatest nemesis for for the for the Christian world. So, for what? So, how do we drift into that? Yeah. Um, is it because the devotee was thinking about that man that he got the sukriti, or because he? Provided something that was used in the service of the deity. <clears throat> like what if, you know, the emphasis is on the devotee. The devotee creates the sukriti. Hmm. How can how can, you couldn't have one without the other? Hmm. If the devotee hadn't used the ashes in that way, so but it may be possible. Hmm. Um, you know, for example, there are examples. The, the the mouse the rat came in to drink the ghee in the ghee lamp hmm, on the altar and one of the wicks that was burning fell off and stuck on his nose problem so he goes like this <laughs> to get the wick off and Krishna is accepting the arati like this, and the rat dies and goes to Vaikuntha. Hmm. Jiva Goswami gave this kind of example. So there's something called Surupsita Bhakti. Surupsita Bhakti means that which 
is inherently bhakti. So, for example, chanting Krishna Nam is inherently bhakti. Worshipping the deity is inherently bhakti. Navalakshan bhakti, shravanam, kirtanam, vishnu, smaranam, parasevanam, marchanam, dasyam, sakyam, atmanivedanam. This is a ninefold bhakti. Hearing, chanting, meditating, worshipping the deity, offering prayers, so on and so forth. These are inherently bhakti. Hmm? They're not inherently anything else. Hmm? We may have things that we do that we can associate. By association, they can become bhakti. Growing flowers is not bhakti, but you could connect it. Hmm? But these things, um, they have inherent power. So, the, the mouse was doing arati from Krishna's perspective. Hmm? That's the, just the emotions of it, without the feeling. It's still, there was some, some benefit. Of course, you may have had some other past, who knows, but um, the point is made to emphasize the efficacy of these forms of bhakti. So it's possible that Devotees are chanting. Hmm. Of course, they chant with a compassionate heart in public, and they want to share it with people, so their heart is there. It's hard to get around the heart of the devotee being part, which is what your question is, of the dispensation of bhakti. Hmm. But you know, you're going to say, "Well, they just ate prasadam," but the devotee put the prasadam out and thought, "You know, something will eat this here." And, yeah. So forth. So, so, point is that one of the points is that we say that love is voluntary, but Krishna is very through bhakti and his devotee is almost you know, doesn't wait for our um, voluntary participation, which we wouldn't know how, what you know about or to do if bhakti didn't make herself available. So. When we get the Sukriti, that's why we don't join, for example, a mission because of reason. We think we do, that we reason it all out, but we actually, our reason is, is, a, is part of a psychology. Hmm? And a psychology means a disposition and so forth that's, that's come influenced by our past, our present disposition in psychology. No philosophy is perfect. No philosophy is without holes in it. We think Gaudi Vaishnavism has no holes because, it, because it's, there's a certain psychological space that we have that predisposes us towards the reasoning of bhakti. That means from Sukriti. Sukriti Van, Siddhamarsh translated Sumedasa of Bhagwat's famous verse describing Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Subarna Varna Krishna Varnam Tisakrishnam Sangopangasta Prashnam Yagnai Sankirtana Prayer Yajantihi. Sumedasa, those who are Sumedasa, very intelligent, they will worship Krishna in Sankirtan, who's coming, who's uttering the name of Krishna and so forth. Hmm? He translated Sumedasa as Sukritivan, with a fine theistic intelligence. You can see, some people can catch the philosophy really well. Hmm? This can get it really well. Hmm? They can't always do it that well, but they can get it pretty well. <laughs> Some people can do it pretty well, even though they don't get it very well. So anyway, so it's a, it's all a question of sakriti, fine theistic understanding. People can readily understand, and you know, they have some background. Hmm. You know, they have to take advantage of that, of course, to to, to engage in bhakti. Hmm. So, so sakriti coming like this, coming from bhakti comes from up to down. Hmm. 
when it touches us, then in relation to that, we have something to do. Like I said, I was saying, this was my point, uh, I was saying earlier, that the more we lend ourselves to the material environment, the more we become like the material environment. Hmm? We become like nature, which the further you go down on the scale, the food chain, the less consciousness is manifest. Descartes couldn't see it in animals or anywhere in nature. Hmm? Now they're starting to see, well, chimpanzees, they got some feelings, you know, and, uh, uh, and so forth. And so as we go all the way down, which would seem like complete madness to modern science and say that, that you know, consciousness is, is everywhere. It's, it is the, you know, the, the driving force hmm? in, in, in the world. Hmm? So, that said, the further down you go, the, hard, the less believable that, that is. Stones, gems. Hmm? So gems have power. They're sometimes seen as yogis. Buddhists can become stones. Prakriti Nirvana, it's called. Hmm? Yeah, so, <laughs> so, but the more, the more you, we, we, as a conscious entity, as a consciousness entity, come under the influence of matter, the more we become like matter. Hmm? The less we matter. Hmm? And the more we, we, and there's movement and all, but prakriti kriya manani gunai karmani sarvasa. Pankaru mudatma kartahamiti manyate. It's just the modes of nature moving. Hmm? Like a chicken with his head cut off, moving round and round and round, has no meaning. Hmm? But, conversely, the more we come under the influence of bhakti, the more all that we are has the capacity to come out. The all that we are that doesn't come out in Nirvishesh Brahma comes out in a distorted way under the influence of the material environment. So you get a material personality, you have material differences, and so forth, but they're superficial. Hmm? And they're problematic. They get in the way of unity. Come under the influence of the bhakti environment, hmm? the sarup shakti. Hmm? Then there's individuality, there's differences, there's, there's choices... Let's say you're influenced by Madhurasa or Sakyarasa because you've associated with somebody who's a devotee who's influenced by that bhav. They will put us, put it, cause a, a bhakti sangskar, vasana. It means a um, latent tendency in the chitta. So that as bhakti, you practice, engage in bhakti, practice. It start, and, and it cleanses the heart, so then this sangskar will, will come to the fore, and that will be your taste, and so that's how we get the taste. That's what determines it. Hmm? In the context of that, you have a, you don't have much of a choice. You got influenced by a devotee in sakiras in a prominent way, so that's what's going to happen to you. Hmm? Not a bad thing. Um, so, at the same time, within the context of that. Their choices. Hmm? So, there are different kinds of cowherds, and every one, of every different kind is different. They're all different. They have different dress, they have different temperaments, and so forth. So it means that, you see, bhakti facilitates will. Everybody in Golok or in Vrindavan, yeah, they're moving under the will of Krishna, that's true. In, in his feet are many, his eyes are many, his arms are many in one sense. But in the context of rasa, hmm? Hmm? You can, all the devotees are moving, they all have, they have desires. Hmm? 
A mother has desires. She's not just an automaton. She has desires. But all of it's all in the context of bhakti rasa. It's all pleasing to Krishna. You see, so the will comes out. So when you give up the you know the, the, the false independence relation of materialism, you actually become free. I mean, within the, within the context, within the dream of Krishna, so to speak, you know, you have a, a license to have some some freedom, some choices. Therefore, the devotee in Bhava can manifest a form hmm? and a family. <laughs> But it's all, it's in bhav, so it means it's all in conjunction with the, with, with the movements of the sarup shakti, which is all for pleasing Krishna, all for pleasing Krishna. So it's a very interesting um, idea. Hmm? The will of the jiva hmm, really manifests within bhakti, which in its beginning seems to be about giving up your will hmm, entirely. Hmm. And probably used to say whenever, as soon as you say "I want," it is Maya. Hmm? We were walking in Mayapur, and one disciple of Prabhupada was sitting in a, under a tree, hmm, chanting 108 rounds a day or something like that. Hmm? And uh, and that was what he was doing. He wasn't coming to classes or anything like that. And so, so one of the devotees asked about him. And so he said. Prabhupada so-and-so, he, he just wants to chant in that tree over there. Prabhupada, as soon as you say, I want, that is my own. At first it appears like that, but then, then there's a wanting that comes in the context of bhakti. Hmm? But that, you see, that's why Bhakti Thakur emphasized adhikar, hmm? as exciting the Bhagavatam. This is real beauty, to know your place. You have to know your place. That's the whole thing. Hmm? Everybody's not the same. Hmm? How a person, a senior devotee, will react to something may be different than how you should react to, to him. He can say, no, I don't have time for you. You can't say that. Well, you should have time for me. You should be polite. You've got things to do. <laughs> you're, you're, you'll come later or something like that. Hmm? Oh, that is a simple sense. But Adhikar, also with regard to, it, it, with regard to spiritual progress, if we think... I have all types of material desires in my heart, and I think, what? How would I want to serve Krishna? Well, you know, you're thinking in terms of what you think you are and what your samskars are, and so on and so forth. Hmm? When you come to Ruchi, and I know there's no material inclination, and there's attachment to bhakti, everywhere spiritual desire starts to take birth. But of course, you can know. In a, in a philosophical way, how I will serve Krishna. Because I've joined this parampara. Hmm? I've been blessed. This parampara has certain windows of opportunity to enter into the spiritual world. Hmm? From Nityananda Prabhu, a window of opportunity in Sakyaras, from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, a window of opportunity for Madhurya Ras. And within the context of that, it means a certain kind of Madhurya Ras hmm? also. So if you study, then you can know from a Nishta point of view. Hmm? These are the prospects, and generally, it's it's the general rule. There are exceptions, of course, is that you follow the bhava of the guru. Hmm? But if we've been prominently influenced in the previous life in another way, then we, we find some examples like that. Hmm? 
Maybe one of the Summit Prabhupada's godbrothers used to think, oh, he's coming in Sakyarasa, he's born in the Sakyarasa family. Hmm? Yeah. Sakyarasa family guru, their patron, their patron saint was Udaranadatta, one of the Dwarasa Gopals, in the village where Nityanandapur was especially merciful, hmm? blessed everybody, and, and so on and so forth, and Sakyarasa lineages are prominent there, but for the, for the Madhurya component, hmm? in his in his bhav, hmm? as a priyanarma, then the influence of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakura. Hmm. So, what else? What time is it? Does that help? Can I ask a yeah. I'm still seeing, having trouble seeing how free will manifests because you're saying that Krishna is a forceful lover, and one thing that can get us out of the current of the Swarup Shakti is offenses. But it would seem that the offensive mentality would come because of previous experience. So in what way is free will there to choose Bhakti Shakti and to choose? Well, Bhakti chooses us, and then, you know, then the question is how, how much we want to, we're, we're able to take advantage of that by our effort. Hmm? Right, you understand that? So, what are you thinking? Why, why one could not kind of commit offense? Well, I was, I was thinking that the offense is, what, is what's going to uproot us because once bhakti chooses us, it would seem kind of impossible to choose something else. Yeah, bhakti chooses you, so it's a little hard, right, So to, to do otherwise. So then you want to participate in bhakti, but then you're learning about bhakti, and you're learning about what bhakti is and what bhakti isn't. You still have your material nature, disposition, propensities, your heart hasn't been cleansed, and so forth. So you're, there's two influences in your life. That's the whole sadhaka deha. There's two influences, two sides. So one side can get the upper hand, and you can, and and, and you can make offense. Because if you don't understand bhakti very well, then you know your offense is not going to make much, have much consequence. But if you understand, but by the, but by the force of your conditioning, you do otherwise and offend bhakti. Mm. So I'm having trouble seeing how that's free will then, because it would be by the force of your conditioning. Oh, yeah. Well, that's true. But then we think that the, the conditioning is is has is generated by will. Hmm. Oh, obviously, you know, it's, it has its initial. The whole material world is generated by the by the movement of, by by the jivas. Apare amitastonyam prakritim bidimapur. Jiva Bhuta Mahabaho Yaidam Jagat. So without us, nothing's happening. But when we do certain things, the material nature happens in a certain way in our life. And we of course we can repeat it and repeat it and repeat it and repeat it because we have a sangskar for it. But there is an origin to that, whatever that tendency is, that lies in our will. To sort out exactly what is your will and what is the the in the present, if there is, or whether whether you are just functioning in terms of something you did a long time ago that caused a you act to act a certain way, which then um, reinforced itself again and again and again, and you're habituated. And this is what you're asking, but that you can't take will out of the picture. Hmm? Our karma has no beginning. Still, we're culpable. That's another point. The part the, the sutras say, well. The sutras ask, well, God must be partial. 
Because some people got a good life and some people got a bad life. The sutras replied, no. Hmm. That's because of karma. Hmm. And the Lord honors, he's, he's just, he's merciful and he's just, so he honors the system. Hmm. If the jivas do like this, you plug into this, into the machine, this comes out. Hmm. So the jivas are responsible. So then the question comes, well, then at the beginning he must have started them off unevenly because they're making different choices. And the sutras say, no, there is no beginning. Then people think, well, there's no beginning. Hmm. So now modern people will think the fault goes back to God. Hmm? You understand? They'll think the fault goes back to God. Hmm? But because God made the world like this, right? God made the world such that there's no beginning. Hmm? (laughs) (laughs) But God didn't do anything. That's what we teach. God didn't make the world. So stop blaming him for making it bad. God didn't make the world. The world is God. And nobody made God. Reality is the way it is. God, Krishna, exists. And he has shaktis. <laughs> going to blame him? There's nobody to blame. That's the way it is. That there's nothing made. Hmm? He didn't do anything. Hmm? He has he has the Tasta Shakti, he has Maya Shakti, and that's what he partly what he's consisting of. Hmm? And they function in certain ways. Hmm? Now, what does he do in relation to the nature of himself? Well, he honors the Maya Shakti. He can't just why doesn't he just be merciful? Well then what what about the Maya Shakti? <laughs> what about her? She'll have no position. Hmm? If Krishna is just merciful and liberates everybody, infinite, you say, well, he can't liberate everybody because they're infinite, but he can do anything, so he can liberate everybody. Hmm? Then, effectively, he does away with the Maya Shakti. Hmm? But you can't do away with anything. He, he is what he is. Hmm? Something like that. Hmm? So he honors the Maya Shakti. Hmm? But he's also merciful. Hmm? So he comes as avatar. His devotees are there. Hmm? And there's this other force in the world, giving bhakti. Hmm? After the sutras explain that karma is an adi, beginningless, and therefore Krishna is not to blame. And this is the art, this is they don't play this out, but I'm giving the argument. He didn't do anything. <laughs> Western mind wants a beginning. Hmm? Wants to make God responsible. The, the, the world is God. It's a panentheistic worldview. Not a pantheistic, but panentheistic. So, it means God is the world and he is beyond the world at the same time. Hmm? Um, he's in the world and, 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 and the world's in him and he's not in the world. And, mm-hmm. uh, this is a kind of a Western term that you could use to approximate a chinti beta beta. Hmm? So, after the sutras proclaim that God's not uh, uh, faulted to be faulted by partiality, he had nothing to do with it. Hmm? The problem of the jivas is their own. Hmm? In relation to matter, they exist. That's what the world is. And, and then they do things. And when they do certain things, it causes suffering. 
Meanwhile, Bhagawan is making the Veda available, the Gita available, uh, information available, how to avoid all this. Devotees are there. That current is there in the world for people to take advantage of. Hmm? After it basically explains this, then it says, but then to go on from here, he's also partial. Hmm? Partial to his devotees. And this is this great ornament. And so forth. And because of that, as they say, there's bhakti in the world. Hmm? So this is our theodicy arguments. Hmm? Theodicy is the subject of how the world, how God can be all good and there can be bad in the world. Hmm? It's explained in the fifth chapter of the Gita also. Exact same thing explained there. Hmm? The question is asked about who's to blame. Krishna says, I'm, well, Krishna says, I don't, I'm not to blame for whatever happens here. <laughs> I take no responsibility. That's on your shoulders. Hmm? So these, and these are the things that we, that we, Except on face value from Shastra, but there you can see, if you can get out of your Western mindset, it's, it's, you, can, it's, you can accept it, you can appreciate it. It's he didn't make anything. Hmm. Why did God make the world stop there? Bhagavan Sri Krishna ki jai, Gaurantananda ki jai, Gaurbhakta Vrinda ki jai, Gaurpremanandi.